it's the, the graveyard, graveyard girls. girls. <laughs> I thought we got past this. What we don't news? Know <laughs> what news do you have to tell me, Amelia? Uh, yeah, quit my job. <laughs> I know. As simple as that. Yeah. Because now I'm in the shit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, we were kind of both in the shit. Mm. And uh, yeah, just uh, what's the saying about the last straw on the camel's back thing? Yeah. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, that happened last week on the night when you went in and just had enough. Thought you pushed me too far. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, gone. So um, don't know what I'm doing now, but... Uh, You're doing podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm doing the podcast. Yeah. So everyone needs to uh, buy our stuff on Patreon because... Um, I need an income. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, <laughs> but no, no, I'm glad I've done it. I've kind of fixed one of the problems yeah, that you, I've been having. You seem better. Oh, no, instantly. As soon as I handed that notice in, I instantly felt better. And I do. Like, I don't think it's properly sunk in yet. Because no. it's, well, it's not even been a week. But yeah, no, I feel better. I think it was it was brewing for that anyway. But yeah, no, I'm done. I had to do it. Cause... I just, I'm not looking forward to going back in. <laughs> uh, no, not now, but... Um, I've not completely abandoned you. You still get to listen to my random, random ramblings mm. every week when you record. So I've not completely abandoned you. No. If Just I could, I would take you with me. When I'm crying at work and I need you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. You'll have to cry by yourself now. No, that's fine. It's fine. You'll look like me, like a mad woman. It's fine. Well, they just <laughs> ignore us anyway. Yeah, I think it got to that point with me that I was just Amelia. So I, I was working with someone and I was crying the entire time. He didn't say a word. No. I think like I said, well, they don't care, do they? No, they don't. So, uh, it's their loss. It is their loss. And you're irreplaceable. Well, apparently I'm just a number, so... Mm. We know we know they like numbers, oh. so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, they can't count, but yeah. Yeah. No, like I said, it was, it's the right decision to make. Obviously, I've got a put something else in the pipeline it's definitely better for your mental health yeah definitely because like i said i just i'd had enough Mm -hmm. i just snapped that last shift and i thought no i can't can't deal with this crap anymore (laughs) um so i'm off and yeah i instantly feel so much better for doing it um i said what i'm doing next i have no fucking clue the world is your oyster this is it i think i've got to the point now like rather than just doing something for the sake of it Mm -hmm. it's more i'm actually going to think about what I'm doing I'm going to take a bit of time to sort of mentally unwind from work and then actually pick something that I want to do and something that can fit in around the podcast because at the moment like we're trying to cram the podcast in with everything else and it's like this is what we really want to do but we're trying to fit it in whereas now I've kind of got that option that actually I can make podcast number one mm-hmm. and I can make work work around it i do love doing the podcast even though we every time we have to hit record i'm like i don't want to do it i, I know we're like it. how do we start it what do we say i don't know what we say we always have to think of something what we're going to talk about and then we're like as soon as we hit record we're like uh, i don't know what we're going to yeah. say now <laughs> but yeah as much as i hate listening back and editing this i do quite enjoy it yeah i do it's and like i said we've done better to start off with than yeah, what yeah. we originally thought yeah we were going to do so we've just now got to make it work for as like full time. Hopefully we can like make a job out of this. Because if I could do this all the time, like it would literally be perfect. Um, no, because all the cases like we're stumbling upon, we're learning so much, and all the research is going into well, it. It's great. This is it. Like I've got so many more cases. Like at yeah. first, like I was never short of cases in the first place. No. But like once I found one case, I found another one, and now that we started doing these historical ones, oh my god, I've got like an endless amount of stuff no. that I could do. Um, and it works really nicely with the starting girls on tour, which, mm-hmm. like, now the weather's good, we've got longer time. Obviously, now I'm not working, like, 
I can go another day out if I want a day out and do loads of research. Mm-hmm. Like I went on uh, Monday, I met up with my sister to do some research for an upcoming case. Um, and that was really good. Yeah. Um, I've got loads of information, but it's also opened up a whole load of new cases that I can do because I've literally, once I started delving into one thing, I found a history on a load of other stuff. Yeah. Um, which is absolutely perfect because I said, we're never going to run out of content, really. No, we're not. Um, but yeah, if I could make this the the number one job now it's enjoyable this is it like i'm having a massive amount of fun yeah. doing it and because i'm doing it with you like it's like we're so different but the same at the same time yeah, yeah and i think that's why we work so well together we've got so many different things like we look at it from such different perspectives yeah in a way like we don't always agree exactly but we can more often than not come to an agreement on something mm. we've just tackled it it's not that we have different views we've just attacked it from a different, different angle. angle yeah um, and we both bring in something that's slightly different, which in terms of a podcast is a brilliant way to attack it. Because mm. if we've constantly got the same views, it's very, I think, one-sided is probably the best way to put it. Yeah. Whereas for us, we've got very different ideas. So overall, even though what we come up with, like we come to the same conclusion, we've come from it from different, different places. Yeah. And yeah, I think that, hope, well, I hope everyone agrees it makes for good content. Because I feel, I feel like it does. I feel like it does. Yeah, and I said we've what only been recording now for a couple of months. Um, we've yeah, only sort that, of released the yeah. first one; it was like a month yeah. ago. Yeah. But yeah, we've been recording for a couple of months, and like each week, like it gets better. Like we keep finding things. Like we've got so many new ideas each week. Like Natasha, I've come up with this. <laughs> we could do this, and it's that's that's how it should be. Like mm. we're clearly enjoying it. Mm. And like I said it's opened up. Hopefully, it'll open up even more doors for us. But it's definitely already opened up a lot of doors. It has. And I think, like I said, now that I've walked out my job, it's I've got the time now to put in mm. what I want. And hopefully, like I said, really take off. We've just got a boost of views now, keep going. So if you're listening to this and you've got people that you think you know might like it that aren't already, if you could share it with them, we'd be very grateful. Yeah, and we've noticed that we've been left some reviews as well. So thank you for that. Yes. Especially on, it. was it Apple? We've had the most rated on i think so. i think so yeah, yeah. um yeah because for us when we look at the data that comes in also we can see some but it's mostly spotify that they yeah. send the data through from because that's been a good one as well we've mm. noticed quite a lot of other countries like we've spread yeah quite uh well pretty much around all around the world already we've got like taiwan sweden that's germany yeah oh, was well, it switzerland sorry yeah yeah with in america obviously britain's the main one um but yeah it's been really good that we've already hit quite a few mm. different countries which we were not expecting no we were just all. expecting some friends and that's it but no it's taken off way more than we thought yeah. and it's good that we've been able to do that like off our own backs mm. um because we have got the social media side but and we do post quite a bit but we've not obviously we didn't have the followers before we st- started sorry so for us to be able to reach that big an audience already yeah is it's like, where are we finding them from? <laughs> and that's it, but it's good. It's obviously whatever yeah. we're doing is obviously working. Yeah. So hopefully that can just keep increasing. Yeah. That's what we'd like. Yeah, we can get everything going. Yeah. But yeah, so... Um, Should we jump into... Yeah, into today's case. It's... It is a ghost legend, but there'll be a bit of a plot twist in it okay. as well. So, you know I love ghosts, so let's... I do. Yep. So uh, that's when I spotted this. I was like, oh, Natasha will like this one. So I thought, I'm going to go with this. And then as I started to delve into it, I was like, I don't think this is a ghost legend. I mean, technically there will be a ghost at 
the end of it because the person's now dead from based on when the case happened okay but um the original where i originally got it from i don't think it's quite right and i'll explain why okay go along but yeah so basically it's the mystery of lord lovell so and the ghost of lord lovell i don't know if you've heard of him i've heard of jim lovell no the astronaut Uh, no, this is a little bit before his time, Natasha. Okay. Just a little bit. So, the ruins of Minster Lovell Hall have inspired a number of ghostly legends. Okay. So, there was a man called Francis Lovell who became the first Vice Count Lovell and was a supporter of Richard III during the War of the Roses. Mm-hmm. So, said, we're going back a fair few years, about uh, 1400s, I believe. Yeah, I think so. So, after the f- defeat of the Yorkists, at the Battle of Stokefield in 1487, Francis Lovell is said to have gone into hiding in a secret room at Minster Lovell Hall. It said that the only person who knew of his presence was a faithful servant who locked him in the secret room and brought him his food. Mm. Now, according to legend, the servant died unexpectedly and now no one knew that Lo- uh, where Lovell was and it was claimed that Lovell then died, of an, un- died an unpleasant death of starvation because obviously no one knew where he was. So sorry, did I just miss why? Why is he hiding? I'll get into okay. that. So it's after a battle. So I'm guessing it's not gone well. Like he's been defeated and he's gone into hiding. I thought he was just wanting to live in the cupboard. <laughs> no, he's uh yeah, pretty much from what I can work out from this ghostly legend, he's gone into hiding. Okay, but why lock the cupboard? I get. I think he didn't know when. Yeah, where people were, but I think the servant was locked in. Like I don't. I'm presuming there was possibly other people living there at time or other people in the grounds yeah that makes sense but it's also if you're locking you've got to rely on this one person not to die yeah you've just served your own death literally (laughs) and this is why i was a bit like well this was a bit stupid and this is how i started to delve into it so in a little while you'll understand why there's the plot twist (laughs) is he harry potter under the stairs (laughs) what with a secret cloak the invisibility cloak Oh, no, in the cupboard. In the cupboard and <laughs> the stairs. No, I feel like he might have had like a big room. Like, um, oh my God, is it Jane Eyre where the mad woman's upstairs? Oh. Um, uh, there's a Dickens thing, isn't there? There was made Eyre. into an adaptation where she's yeah. a mad woman. Yeah, it's that's his... not Jane Eyre. Is it not? No, I don't know what it is. Just... I don't, I'm not that into Dickens. <laughs> Jane Eyre is a writer herself. Are you thinking of Mrs. Havisham? Oh, well, this know. is great. <laughs> no, there was a thing. I can't. Oh God, I don't know what it's called. And she basically, she's. I don't think she was. She might have been an orphan. And then she goes to work for this guy, and she falls in love with him. But then they go to get married, and it turns out they can't get married because he's got a mad woman, woman that with his wife upstairs. Oh my God, what's what are you on about? Oh my God, hang on. Wait I'm a minute. I'm thinking of Mrs. Havisham, where no, like let he me, dies. Let me, let me search. He dies this. on the wedding day, and she lives in her wedding dress is that not what you're on about she lives upstairs it is jane Eyre by charlotte bronte oh okay i don't think i've ever read that i thought she was an author <laughs> jane Eyre. yeah no i've never well i might cut this bit out <laughs> no we can jane keep it in. yeah it's jane Eyre. i've never is that a is Kira knightley in that film I have I never. Don't know. I have never seen I'm it. I'm not really. I don't really read Dickens. I'll be honest. It's, it's not, not Dickens. Because you keep it's not. Dickens. It's yeah, that time. You, That's what's worse. We're both confused. It's not. It's Charlotte Bronte. Because you, you keep saying Dickens and then you're saying, "Oh my gosh." Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're both wrong. It was not Dickens. It's Charlotte Bronte, which is why I've thrown you out. Yes. Because 
you kept saying Dickens, and I was like, who's the I mad woman? I thought it was Dickens, but I don't know why. It's like set in a similar sort. Of, it's like same sort of shitty film. You know why you're thinking Dickens? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same sort of shitty film that I'm forced to watch at home when it gets near Christmas time because it's apparently a Christmas classic. Jane Eyre. Yeah, like you know when they bring out all the classic films and I always period think... dramas. I'm and thinking I'm, of it's Pride and Prejudice. I think. Yeah, I but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, they're all pretty much played at the same time. Yeah, the basic, um, it says here, the basic thing of Jane Eyre, seemingly plain and simple girl as she battles through life struggles. She has many obstacle, uh, obstacles. And then she goes on to work for Rochester and his marriage to Bertha. That was it, the mad woman that lives upstairs. He locks her away. Bertha? Yeah. No, oh, I've never read She basically film. is deranged. Book. For all I remember from it, and I should probably remember because I've been subject to watching this multiple times at home, but basically, yeah, he Jane Eyre falls in love with the man that she's working for, which is obviously kind of a little bit forbidden. They go to get married. Mm. Um, then turns out they can't get married because he's already got a wife who's a mad woman locked upstairs. Uh, Jane Eyre isn't very happy about it. There's a big house fire. I think the mad woman, Bertha, sets it up on fire, if I'm not mistaken. He goes blind and thinks they're not going to get together, and then I think they do end up getting together. It's like, you know, like a happy ending, sort yeah. of shitty. See, this is why... Like <laughs> depression fucks with your mind because Jane Eyre clearly I thought she was a writer but obviously not it's Bronte yeah Charlotte Bronte so I don't know why I thought Dickens it's because I'm thinking period drama <laughs> yeah. that sort of stuff yeah I, I'm not gonna lie it's Pretty not sure. it's not my sort of read it's not my thing mm, no I don't think I've I've never read it I just I've definitely confused. never read it I've just seen the film adaptations that they've done because I said I'm subject to those uh, every Christmas. I remember seeing the name on a book, but yeah, my brain is fucked. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I, I've thrown you right off now anyway. <laughs> Sorry, Natasha, and everyone else, because now everyone will be giggling to themselves, like, God, who are these idiots? They don't even know the difference between Dickens and Bronte. We never passed English lit. <laughs> we did. We Do you did. know what's worse is the fact I did actually get an we A did. in English lit? Yeah. <laughs> Same, but like, oh my God. It's been a long time, and like I said, brain is fucked. Yeah, your flaccid brain. Oh yeah, my flaccid brain. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so I imagine it's sort of like this. So I was obviously doing a bit more fishing, thinking, all right, well, how did he, why was he on his own? Why did he lock himself away? Mm, yeah. So, and then I was also thinking, well, how did they know it was him? And how did he get discovered, supposedly? So when the building was renovated in 1718, so this is a good, like, nearly, well, over 200 years later. Yeah, so of- they've never opened it since. In between that time, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is why for me then it starts adding a few questions. It was like, well, how do they know it's him? So this is still going back to the legend that yeah. they created. Especially if, like, no one knew he was in there. Yeah. He just went missing. Yeah, well, I presume so. So I kind of touch on it a bit later, mm-hmm. but I don't want to spoil spoil the ending. Um, when the building was renovated in 1718, a vault was said to have been uncovered. In it sat a skeleton of a man at the table with a skeleton of a dog at his feet. And then I was a bit oh. sad. I was like, he's killed his fucking dog as well. What a bastard. Oh. So then I felt a bit sad. But then as it goes on, I don't think there was a doggy in there. Now, this is where it gets yeah, a bit... Yeah, because then you have to take the dog out to go toilet. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't or have you piss to. Or you train the dog to piss in a pot as well. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I hope there wasn't a dog in there with him. So do I. Well, this is where it now gets a bit supernatural and ghosty for you. Or in my mind, it's made up. But... Mm-hmm. depending what angle you want to tackle it at it was said that the gruesome sight of the skeletons was only witnessed for a moment according to the story as soon as the skeletons were exposed to fresh air they immediately <laughs> crumbled into dust yes no 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 <laughs> no 
So, so it's like sunlight and then it's just like disintegrates. Yeah, the peri- yeah the, like a vampire, no, you've perished. No, absolutely not. I think someone, it was probably just some dust that looked a little bit scary. <laughs> and then some wind Piled up on off. a chair. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, that's, did you see that? Yeah. No. It, it was Lord Lovell. Um, I mean, it makes for a good story and a legend. It, it does. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not believing any of it. So ghostly wailings are said to be heard from around the now ruined grounds of the hall and footsteps are heard pacing around. Some have reported seeing the ghostly figure of a tall man in a cloak. Many speculate this is the ghost of Lord Lovell. Mm. I'm thinking also, bullshit. <laughs> the ghostly wailings as well. <laughs> it's probably just the wind through the but ruins. Also, when I've looked at the ruins, it literally is like like flattened to the ground, like literally very basic ruins. Apparently, like there is a little bit that you could kind of make out as maybe a staircase, but how do they know that that was the bit that he was supposedly died in? Mm. And he's just the cloak. Is he like just floating? I also kind of weirdly imagine the Grim Reaper. That and also um, Headless Horseman. Yes, that. And also, where's his little ghost dog friend? In Ghost Heaven. Oh, okay. But why is he not formed into a proper ghost? Because now I'm thinking... Because he's in heaven because he's a sweet little dog. Who got innocently murdered, supposedly. Mm. I'm not believing in this legend. I'm not going to lie. So then I read that and I thought... Well, this legend's a bit fucking stupid, isn't it? <laughs> so then I thought, right, well, I'm going to have to find out where he did actually come from to kind of disprove why I think it's stupid. And then I kind of discovered there's no actual record of him actually dying. Obviously, he will have died because there's no way he can physically still be alive unless he is like a vampire. Uh, oh, or a witch or a wizard. The vampire thing explains him disintegrating. That would sunlight. be true. Mm-hmm. So... I was obviously looking for things that could explain this, but actually no one knows where he died. So there's like no record of him dying, but there's lots of suggestions of where he could have died. And some of these, to be fair, do kind of make sense, but it would also mean he couldn't have been at Lovell Minster. And therefore, unless I'm mistaken, the ghosts haunt the grounds on which they died on. Supposedly. Yeah. In which case, we believe in ghosts, yeah. Yes. So that means he couldn't have been there. Also, and I'll explain why later. Lovell Minster as a name is uh, funny to me it is i think basically someone just wanted to create a good spooky story yeah. one day and it's kind of evolved and but now it's got a bit silly and yeah so basically i'm going to tell you a bit about lord lovell mm-hmm. he's an interesting character i'm not gonna lie well, he went to space. he's <laughs> in your head i mean he's a bit of a he goes around a lot i don't want to say he's a coward because i feel like if i was also putting some of the words he put in i'd probably be shitting me pants a little bit but he also does lots of running away so, um, <laughs> okay. he, he, he is and he isn't a coward. You'll know what I mean when we get into it. So basically, he Lord Lovell is an English nobleman who um, was an ally of King Richard III. Mm-hmm. Lovell continued to the Yorkist resistance into the early years of Henry VII's reign. Yeah. In 1466, he married a lady called Anne Fitzhugh. Anne was the first cousin of Richard III's wife, Anne Neville. So okay. a few Annes. Oh my God. Which is why Anne I'm confused. <laughs> um, so then now I'm going to take you to the Battle of Bosworth, which I'm sure most of you have heard of. And this is like, and its aftermath. So in June 1485, Lovell was appointed to guard the south coast to prevent the landing of Henry Tudor, which is Henry VII. Mm-hmm. However, Henry landed in Wales near Milford Haven, avoiding the stronger defences of the English South Coast. While no chronicle account of the battle actually mentions Lovell, it's believed to be almost certain that he fought for Richard at the Battle of Bosworth Field. Mm. This is where it starts to get a bit interesting. Two reports written in the immediate aftermath of the battle list him as among the fallen. 
but in fact he actually escaped. Okay. So he didn't die. After the battle, Lovell fled to the sanctuary of Colchester and from there escaped in the following year to organise a revolt in Yorkshire. That revolt attempted to seize Henry VII. After the fa- failure of this plot, Lovell tried seizing Henry VII in York by himself. Okay. He's believed to be behind the attempted assassination of Henry VII in York. After the failure of both of these attempts, he first jo- he first joins fellow rebels at Furness Falls and later fled to Margaret of York in Flanders, which is in Belgium. Mm-hmm. So, and then after that, so like I said, he's doing quite a bit of running away. He's causing a bit of shit and then doing a runner. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's in a way, he's brave. Yeah, he's basically throwing a grenade and running away. Yeah. yeah. So he's a bit brave, you know, like standing up for he his mate. The fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then was like, oh shit, like this is going to be bad. I'm, I'm pegging it. So, um, yeah, then... <laughs> so now he's fucked off to Belgium. And then along comes uh, Battle of Stoke. So as chief leader of the Yorkist party, mm-hmm. which is um, like the English royal house of uh, Plantagenets, Lavall took a prominent part in Lambert Simmel's enterprise. Lambert Simmel was a pretender to the throne. Now, along with a man called John de la Pole, he was a, who was the Earl of Lincoln, he accompanied the pretender to Ireland and fought for him at the Battle of Stoke. This was on the 16th of June, 1487. Lovell was seen escaping from the battle (laughs) (laughs) and may have fled to Scotland. No surprise. Wait, hold on. So he's he's run away from one, is in Belgium. He comes back to start another one. Well, not start another one, take part in another one, but still runs away. Why does he keep coming back just to run away? I don't get it. Don't it's get almost it. like he gets a bit brave. Yeah, and he's like, no. And then he gets, he goes, no, nah, actually, I'm shit my pants now. I'm, I'm doing a runner before this gets bad. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it, that's probably most of us. It's like, yeah, I'll do it. Or like, he's quite know. happy in a group. Like, he'll go, oh, like, okay. he doesn't want to go on his own. And then like, I don't know, maybe part of the group start getting like... Murdered. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, actually, this isn't quite so fun anymore. So. An arrow through the eye. And he's like, um... Because <laughs> actually, I've changed my mind. I'm off. Yeah, he's like, I'll do it if you do it. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, they believe he may have fled to Scotland. Okay. Where on the 19th of June in 1488, James IV issued a safe conduct to him. However, there's no actual indication that Lovell ever arrived or lived in Scotland. So, basically, James gave him a passage, a safe passage, but there's no actual proof he, whether he even made it there or if he actually decided to go. So, we don't know. Okay, uh, unless King James, like, gave him protection as in like secrecy as well so then we wouldn't know maybe i hadn't thought about that that was a good point Hmm. so now lovell's wife seems to be left behind in all of this but in 1489 Anne was granted annuity of 20 pounds now annuity is a type of insurance which uh pays money to a person for them to live off so today we'd normally use it if people outlive their uh pension obviously in retirement um and it basically provides people with obviously money to survive off. Now, £20 doesn't sound much, but she would have had that every year. Yeah, back so then, it's a, lot, then yeah. it's a lot of money. And to be honest, I feel a bit sorry for her because he keeps fucking off. <laughs> she's probably glad to see the back room. She, she probably assumes he's going to be back any time. Yeah, see, I think it's bad, but at the same time, would it be quite nice? Because like, then you don't really get to choose your husbands necessarily. Just a lot of the time, you're kind of married to someone. So, you, I mean, he sounds like a bit of an arsehole but also a bit of a wimp. So Unless... She might be quite glad to, like, she kind of gets yeah. past to herself. Unless she put him in the cupboard. Oh! And locked him in there, and he'd be like, I don't know where he is. And then she just gets the money. <laughs> it's her fault. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Mm. But yeah, so... 
I do wonder if the reason that was given to her is because he kept fucking off. Now, either way, she was still alive in 1495 and the date of her death is not known. But obviously she was estranged from Frances, so I think it's... She's obviously still important. She's obviously still held her status, but yeah. I don't think she's important enough for them to keep record of her. So this is where it then gets into the reports of his death. And obviously I said before, there's two possible reports. So this is the first one. Okay. Now the most popular report is that that I've already told you about. Now looking um, through his history, it's likely that he went into hiding. I don't think Minster Lovell was exactly the best place for him to hide because Minster Lovell is obviously in Oxfordshire, mm-hmm. which is also a long way from Scotland. Now Lovell had hardly spent any time there, so it seems unlikely that one he would have travelled all the way back down from Scotland due to there because he runs a risk of being seasoned one. Also, he'd have to go back through York. Yeah. Which is uh, where he tried to bump Henry off. So he's taken a bit of a risk there. But didn't you say like a servant locked him in so then he wouldn't know the servant for very long? Yeah, so this is this was the other point. So it seems unlikely that one single servant would have hidden him away from all that time. And it's not like servants would have travelled around with them. Mm. So I don't think they would have built that much of a friendship, if you like, that no. someone would remain that loyal to him. Plus the manor had been granted to Jasper Tudor, who was of course, uh, who was the Duke of Bedford, who was also Henry Tudor's uncle. So it's not exactly the most suitable place for him to uh, no. be hiding out. It's not. It's not impossible. He could have done. Or it's insanely stupid, but also smart at the same time because you wouldn't assume he'd be there. Yeah, it's kind of in plain sight, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It just for me, it seems a bit far fetched. He's gone from Ireland to Scotland back down to Oxfordshire. He's, he's a t- he travels through space and time just a blink of an eye. He's in Belgium and then Scotland and then Ireland and then, God's sake. I think it is, but I think it's more than likely... If he did make it to Scotland, I think James Lassard has probably kept him. Or I think there's a possibility that he didn't even make it to Scotland. No. Which then brings me on to the second theory of his possible death. So the second theory is on what happened to him, is on, I got this from the Nottingham History website, and there's some references made by the Transactions of the Thornton Society, Archaeological Society. Okay. (laughs) Bit of a mouthful. In that, they say that the Society's visit on the 30th of June, 1903, to All Hallows Church in Gedding. The third slab, Albaster One, lies at the south end of the altar table. A few lines in black wax constitute the remains of an inscription, an effigy to a knight of the 15th century. The late Mr. Lawson Lau of Chepstow said that in December 1882 that when he visited the church in 1865 the, da- the date would be made out the date could be made out sorry and he thought that the effigy might be that of a knight who fought in the Battle of Stoke near Newark in 1487. So it's a possibility that obviously that's the battle he was supposed to have gone to. Now it's also worth noting that uh, Gedling Church and Stoke uh Bafto Castle are the ancestral homes of Joan Bafto, who was Francis Lovell's great grandma. So there's family links. Okay. And it lies just a few miles away from where the Battle of Stoke took place. So this is where then for me, I think if he, we obviously know he likes to do a runner. If he's <laughs> tried to escape from the battle, either across the river at Friskerton Shallow, and then that he was either killed on the way there, and then his grandma scoots him up and buried him, or he later died from his wounds. And that the reason his body was then buried, buried, buried <laughs> under flagstones in the Gedlin t- Church was in order to prevent a certain fate of him being hung, drawn, and quartered. Okay. So, and it would obviously also preserve his yeah. body. 
and a plaque for Francis Lovell uh, lists his death as 1487, which was the year of the Battle of Stoke. Um, but obviously the date of his death isn't actually known, so I feel like a lot of people still relate it to, him. to this. So yeah, it doesn't list the date, it just lists the year. I think they still listed it as a year because that was the last record of him being seen, so it's presumed whether he died at Stoke or not, it's presumed that's the year he died. Okay. That makes because sense. Because he just drops off the face of the earth, unless yeah. you want to believe the legend. Mm. <laughs> Which I don't I don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm not convinced. I think for me, that second mm-hmm. account of his death, yeah. the one of him actually falling or dying very soon after the Battle of Stoke, yeah. that for me is the most plausible story. Yeah, it makes sense. Story. I think the ghost story probably just appeared afterwards because I think ghost stories from that time just make sense yeah and if you think you've got a big hall like it's good to make a good ghost story isn't it that's what everyone wants when you go to these big houses even if it's in ruins and you probably think it's haunted because it's so big the wind's traveling through yeah that you're gonna get cold spots you're gonna get the weird ghostly wailing and this and this is it it's like i said it's a good story and all you gotta do is one person take it Mm -hmm. and if like like i said if i went just off that ghostly legend and just reported that yeah then i would have literally been reporting a ghostly legend it was only because i sort of me being me questioned it and decided to have a little look into who he was that I actually discovered all the other stuff. So for me, the whole ghostly legend thing is a... I mean, there might well be a ghost there, but I don't think it's Lovell. I think it's more than likely possibly someone else, if there is a ghost. I don't think it's Mr. Lovell. I I just think it's too unlikely that he's going to run back there after a battle. And I think especially as well, even though they don't officially know his date, the fact they listed his death as 1487, which is when the Battle of Stoke was. Yeah. For me, it it's almost sense. yeah, it's almost confirmation. Yeah, even though you can't officially date it, I think you solved a uh, ghost story. <laughs> I think I might have. I might. Yeah, we might have actually solved a sort of an unsolved mystery. So it, it is and it isn't an unsolved mystery. I don't mm. believe what has been reported. No. Yeah, it's just an interesting one. But I liked how it started off with a ghosty story when I was looking, mm. and I was like, oh, this is quite interesting. I was like, this. I was like, when they obviously mentioned Richard the Third, I thought, oh, there might be a good story in this. And then when I started reading down, it was like, yeah, you seen like wailing across the thing. And then about his <laughs> starvation, I was thinking, but did no one else? Because like, imagine, the, like I said, it was one loyal servant that locked him away. I imagine yeah. a big house like that, there's more than one there's servant. There's not going to be that one You person. would have banged on yeah. the door, wouldn't you, after yeah. a couple of days and not getting the food. Be like, uh, excuse me, um, I'm a bit hungry and thirsty. Or it could go back to Anne knowing that he's in there and she's just like, no one say anything. Yeah. Pretend we're not here. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to have his punishment for running away all those times it's gonna stay in one place but yeah forever. it was yeah it was an interesting one to yeah, say the least it's um yeah a bit confusing but i just i liked it it's a good history one isn't it it, it does, kind yeah. of is unsolved and isn't it was a bit of a historical case come supernatural mm. come i don't know just a bit of a silly man that kept running away and then we realized that we don't know know anything about jane eyre yeah yeah or dickens <laughs> I do read. I, I do read as well. We're just that it's not it's not my sort of it's thing. It's not my no, it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's not something I'm interested in. I'll be honest. It's yeah, it's. I like history. Yeah. But those period dramas, I don't know. It's too airy fairy, floaty boaty. Because it's a little all bit love annoying. Stories, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, and I can't stand. I don't like rom coms or anything no, like that. It's not my thing. It's just, I just as soon as I'm listening to it, I'm like, for fuck's sake. Like, you know where it's going. Yeah, you know where it's going. And that's what annoys me about stories yeah. and romantic and it's like, They things. always have to have a happy yeah. ending. Like, that's not life. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. It's just, it, it, it ruins it. Yeah. It's, it's just boring. It, I switch off automatically, which yeah. is why I didn't know who it was. No. 
As uh, I say, I've she's just an through, author, right? Yeah, and I'm just like, those people are about it at the same time, it's fine. I admit they might not even been about it at the same time <laughs> now I said not. that. <laughs> Probably not. We're like, you keep going on about Jane um, Dickens and Jane Eyre. I'm like, no. Yeah, but when you watch the period dramas, they're all basically made Got the, the same on us. and the frilly shirts and the scarves or the cravats yeah, or and it's like silly on. giggly women like we'll have a ball I get my ankle out <laughs> yeah it's just stupid he, he walked me across the gardens which is like a 20 acre plot of land they have to be chaperoned oh yeah sorry yeah and then but once yeah, they're alone that's it he has some steamy sex so even though most of them have never even learned about sex so it amazes me that they even know what to do <laughs> do you know what I mean it is yeah you know when, like, I mean, obviously I know the film isn't real, but when they're going to do sex scenes, it's like they've always been having sex. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. didn't you say a minute ago you didn't even know what it was? So. Oh, it's just what comes it, natural. <laughs> I'm just thinking, right, just okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, right, okay, so yeah. I, as you've probably gathered, it's not it's not our thing. So um, yeah, if you ever want to send us anything, don't send us a rom-com or some silly period drama. I like mm. a historical documentary, just not yeah. some airy-fairy, yeah. silly period drama. It's not for me. No. <laughs> I do love love, but um, rom-coms are what they think life should be and it's not, and it just makes me more depressed. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it pisses me off more <laughs> yeah. than anything. I, I finished watching a movie, I don't feel relaxed like I've watched a movie, I'm just a bit angry. No, it's just you know where the story's going. Yeah, and it, it was always the same, even yeah. if the characters are different. You it's basically always, predict the end. It's always the same. You know that person's going to get with that person. There's going to be some thingy in between. between yeah. And then at Maybe the end... someone will die in between. And then, yeah, then they'll get back together. Like, it's true love at last. And like, we'll have... Happy ever after. I'm just, yeah, I'm not falling for that It shit. would be nice if that happened, but you know. it Yeah, but it doesn't. Realistic. Does it? Yeah. But no. <laughs> anyway. Are we ending on a sad note? I think, uh, no, I think we're not. <laughs> we don't like rom-coms. No, no. So, um, yeah, no. Hopefully you Jim found that Lovell case. Jim Lovell is a ghost. Eh? Jim Lovell is a ghost. <laughs> it's not Jim, it's Francis. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe he was reincarnated as Jim Lovell, just because oh. they have the same last name. And that's how that works. Oh, right, okay. It's not. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Maybe uh, by the time Jim got there, obviously, uh, Francis Lovell spent, you know, running around everywhere, made it to everywhere. He passed it on, obviously, it'd be like great, 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 whatever the, f- however many fucking greats it is, grandson. Um, yeah. And Jim was like, you know what, I'm going to upstage him. You've been everywhere up and down the world, so I'm just going to fuck off into space. So I'll run off into space. But it also, he never completes his mission because he's on Apollo 13. Yeah. And therefore... He's running also, away again because yeah, he exactly. doesn't. He doesn't get it done. It's, 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 it's in his genes. It's yeah. not his fault. Oh, no, we solved the level <laughs> case. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yes, um, yeah, we've massively gone off on. Uh, I'm tired today. Tension. That's yeah. why I'm being weird. a bit deranged. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that kind of like tired, sort of delirious. Tired. Tired. I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired today. Oh, you can be sad. I'm, yeah, I'm sad too. I don't but, know. Uh, You've left me at work. I've got no one to talk. I'm to sorry, now. but. Well, if I didn't have done that, we wouldn't be able to do the podcast because I'd have been convicted of a murder. So you have to look at it that way. Well, you could have, we could have done the podcast as you. Oh no, you'd well, you're going to visit me. No, I was going to say you'd be a ghost, but no, oh. you're in jail. Why would you be dead? Oh, I mean, you could kill me off, so I don't have to go to jail. But you'd have to kill me in here, so I can haunt here. I don't think that's how it works. I don't know. I don't know how hauntings work. I think it's where you want to. Be, I thought maybe? you were tied down to whatever building you died in that or you're tied down to something so you can be moved oh okay so you could just be are you tied moving to me that, you could be tied to that microphone oh okay because how I, are you gonna kill me i'm Sorry. not gonna kill you i know but if like if it gets to the point that you've got to kill me so i don't go to jail can you make it a swift death please i will but if you 
mysteriously die after we've recorded this and this has been released. <laughs> this is like a confession. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, right now, Natasha did not kill me. Oh, that just makes it even more suspicious. <laughs> no, Natasha didn't kill me. I just, I just died. As I, as I hold a gun up to your head as you <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. I'm too tired today. I know. Well, we are a bit delirious today, I think. I know. But uh, anyway, mm. on that note, okay. I think we've tied this case up. So, yeah, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. And in the meantime, keep creeping. And we'll keep digging. <laughs>